The following episode is uncensored and contains language and scenarios that some listeners may find disturbing or offensive. We don't intend to make a habit of this, but there are some topics that are darker than others and warrant an unfiltered discussion. We hope you understand, and with that being said, on with the episode. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. everyone welcome to that other f word happy hour <laughs> yeah. this is this is our first episode where everybody's got a drink cheers <laughs> <laughs> um so here's the cool thing um you know we recorded our episode on racism mitch you're already laughing at me <laughs> i thought the whole podcast was the cool thing but that's just me i don't you know whatever it's no, true. here's the cool thing. We talked about racism one time, and we're done, and it's totally solved now. We solved it. Yeah. Racism is solved. Yes. It's not. No. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what I'm, we, we have a lot more episodes planned um, on this topic. It's already, the alcohol has already gotten to me. <laughs> this is going to be fun. This is going to be so fun. Personally, I can't wait for the end when you guys try to say the tagline. That's a disaster sober. I can't even imagine how great it's going to be right now. Maybe maybe drunk will get it. But I am curious if we were going to, is this the episode that we talk about, Katrina, just saying that uh, only white people can wear boots and hats? It can be. You missed that. You missed the part about her talking about cultural appropriation because people wore cowboy hats and and boots. I just don't think a bunch of Dominicans and Puerto Ricans should be wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots. How dare you? She's allowed to have her opinion. But is it a microaggression? Probably. Yes. (laughs) I wouldn't allow Donnie to wear a cowboy hat, for instance. That was just straight up aggression. I don't yeah, I don't think Katrina's aggression has ever been micro. Micro (laughs) wouldn't know how. Go big or go home. Okay. So this episode we're talking about microaggressions, which I will tell you, you know, this is a phrase that kind of came out of the academic world. And as someone who for many years worked in that world, um, you know, I think it's it's very interesting. I think people have you know, it's a word that it's one of those like liberal words that people have a lot of feelings about right away. Um, I'm guessing a lot of people don't even know what it actually means that is, they're listening to this podcast. But it was brought up in our episode with Calvin. In fact, Katrina, you mentioned it because I know you had been doing your own research on microaggressions. What? So before we get into what they are, what made you? Well, when he said, you know, so he's talking about his fiance and one of, and people asking her immediately if she has her PhD. Like, so you can be a professor and, well, first of all, if you say you're a professor, you're going to have a certain amount of credentials, whatever they are. Why was it necessary to ask her if she had her PhD? Some of that is elitism or classism. Some of that is racism, you know? And, and so that's what I said during the Calvin episode. It was like, who, who could believe a young black woman could have her PhD, basically be a professor? What are her qualifications? Like she had to justify her qualifications. And in that little tiny statement, which isn't much, that's, 
that's exactly what a microaggression is. It's like, it's always like one of those little benign, oh, you know, it's not that, it's not like aggressively just saying, oh, you're black. Had you, had you become a professor? Like, quite frankly, she probably would have almost, I don't know. I can't speak for her, but like for me, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, I'd appreciate it more than the like, microaggressions are like passive aggressive. Like this one, this microaggression. Right here, this <laughs> microaggression. Look at like that microaggression. Hopping up at me like a damn low rider. <laughs> oh, microaggression. So uh, this is from Vox, but the, what, how they describe a microaggression is the kinds of remarks, questions, or actions that are painful because they have to do with a person's membership in a group that's discriminated against or subject to stereotypes. A key part of what makes them so disconcerting is that they can happen casually, frequently, and often without any harm intended in everyday life. Microaggressions often appear to be a compliment or a joke, but contain a hidden insult about a group of people. So I would venture to guess that most of those people who have asked her that question, and what we're talking about, yeah, they asked if she had a PhD, which- What does that matter? Right, well, I mean, and all, like it just wouldn't occur. I, I think my next question would be like, oh, what do you teach? Not, oh, right. you have a PhD? Like, right. And I mean, maybe you would ask that if you were going to take her class, you know, to know what her qual, you know, her CV was. I mean, but other, like, <laughs> other than that, I don't understand why her having a PhD is relevant to her being a professor. Right. What I, I, I can only young and black. Yeah. It's just so, unfathomable. So it's like, oh, so yeah. do you, are you guys familiar with the term sea lioning? No. Oh boy, here we go. Sea lioning. Like Not a sea lioning, sea lion ing. No. Uh, so it's a type of trolling or harassment. I'm going to murder my dogs. Uh, is a type of trolling or harassment which consists of pursuing people with persistent requests for evidence or repeated questions while maintaining a pretense of civility and sincerity. It may take the form of, quote, incessant bad faith invitations to engage in debate. I think that's a, it's the, when you see the people online that are like, where's your sources? Where's your sources? Yeah. What's your sources? What's your credentials? Are you a scientist now? You a scientist? Not to, so this is the last thing I'll make about me in this, but like, so I get that a lot during Christmas time. And I have to explain why I buy people Christmas gifts and wish them Christmas, Merry Christmas, but I'm Jewish. I have to like constantly like explain. Well, it's like, well, because you celebrate Christmas. I'm not going to give you a Hanukkah gift. That doesn't make sense. Like, why do I have to explain that I'm Jewish, but I appreciate that you're Christian and wish you a Merry Christmas. So it's, yes. Okay. So that, I mean, I, don't I didn't know why you ever don't hear that both. term though. I, so you, you what's could give us both that, gifts. I would. I know you a guys would gift. appreciate Hanukkah gifts because you'd get them for so many days longer. It'd as long great. as it wasn't on a Starbucks cup, then I'm fine with it. Oh my god! <laughs> All <Okay>. right, <laughs> I am now taking the wheel. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so I think when most people think of this term, they think of like this latest craze that has kind of come up around it, and. Ren, you're slurring a little bit. I am you, not you, slurring. She's <laughs> <laughs> a drink. She's got purple hair. She's all about it. 
So I think <laughs> people think of like SJWs, which is for those of you who don't know, social justice warriors, they think about reactionary, oversensitive, uh, single-minded people on the internet. But you know, this actually this term originated in 1970. Um, and it was actually a professor who was studying um, did he have his PhD against black people? Did he have his PhD? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who can say, you know? Who can say? Who cares? Okay. <laughs> um, but it was in, oh, no, actually, it was a Harvard professor. Sorry. It came back into use in 2007 um, because a, a professor from Columbia started using it in his work. So why do we need to talk about this? Um, we are talking about this so that you can begin militantly policing the people in your life, right? <laughs> Psych. Well, I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> so, so to me, this is like etiquette, okay? Yep. This is a way for you not to be a jerk. This is a way for you to be mindful of what comes out of your mouth, mindful of what you do. Um, and what also, it means to someone else. But also, like, and we're going to have another episode where we talk about how to talk to people about racism, people in your life. But we are in a time where we need to be able to talk to other people when they say or do something that inadvertently adds to the problem that we have in our world right now and has right. been around for a long time. Right. But this is not a list of things to use to beat other people with. Because I'm out. I'm out. Y'all finish this by yourself. <laughs> the only reason I came here. <laughs> Get back down. Because, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to talk to people about this. I, I genuinely, some people, microaggressions can be intentional, they can be unintentional, they can be subtle, they can be less subtle. You know, even in this category, things kind of run a whole gamut. But I think if, if we can start by giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, right, just make them aware they did something. I had that, re I told you guys recently, I had, like someone was telling me a story and she's, and you know, she's lovely, I don't think she's racist at all. And she told the story, and this is not necessarily microaggression, but it was the same idea. And she said this story, and she said the perpetrator was black. And I let her finish the story, and him being black had no relevance to the story. And I said to her, and it was actually her birthday, which kind of sucked. But I said, next time when you tell that story, please just leave out the black part. It wasn't, rele it wasn't relevant. And some... And the reason why is because some idiot over there only heard this black guy did the following. Right. And that's why we just, it, what, it just wasn't relevant to the story. So like, those are the things we do all the time. We tell well, I mean, a story and we include their race. And sometimes it's a qualifier and a good thing. Oh, this lovely black cashier. <laughs> She couldn't just be a lovely cashier? No, that's, that's been a recurring problem for me uh, over the past few years is hearing people qualify race or gender or anything that just doesn't pertain. Like, I'm all Sexuality. about details and, like, setting the picture and all this stuff, but it's, sometimes it's not necessary. I went as Mr. T one year for Halloween, right? No blackface, just cut my hair into the mohawk, got 30 pounds of gold chain, some overalls, and I went about my day. I'm at work, and somebody goes, oh, you're a white Mr. T. And I just went, maybe just Mr. T. Just Look, Mr. I don't, T. Why did you feel the need to qualify that? 
Correct. And that's kind of like what this all is, right? Um, but I think, I, so here's, here's, you know, there's that Ibram Kendi book that's really hot right now. How yeah, to that be one. That What's it one. called? How to be an anti-racist. Right, right. And one of the things he talks about in there, and this, he, I know we just have to qualify it, but he, he is a black man. So it's coming from a place of someone who has been on the receiving end of this. From experience, time. right. What he says is that racist should be descriptive, not pejorative. Although, of course, it, it is yucky sometimes. But what he's saying is, you know, we basically live in this culture where we have racism raining down on us all the time. You know, everything we watch, listen to, it's just all around us. Right. It's almost like fish not knowing they're wet kind of a thing. And so for Katrina to say to me, hey, that thing you just said was kind of racist would, uh, I mean, that would fill me with a terrible feeling. But really, like, it's not, be if I did that, it's not because I'm a crappy person. It's because there's just stuff that's in our noggins that comes out sometimes. So it's our, it's our unconscious bias. Yeah, implicit like, bias. Exactly. Again, it, that we, sometimes it's conscious bias. Sometimes it is unconscious bias. It's harder, you know, you guys lit, you know, grew up in a lot more uh, homogenous yes. uh, ecosystem than I did. And so it is different. You know, when I first started working at my firm 11 years ago today, actually, um, somebody Congratulations. Said, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but somebody said to me, you're like the most unique or something like that person I've ever met because of my cultural and like religious, like, muttonness are you mm -hmm. sure that it didn't have anything to do with your attitude or personality just in general <laughs> no, i'm just throwing i'm just i just want to make sure that we really no i appreciate what you're saying this was yeah. very this was like my second day so no oh, okay. okay my whole like you'd only yelled at four or five people by then exactly and i don't think i like cuss but i probably did at some point but i said like i'm not even close i'm like on the bottom tier of most interesting people I've ever met. Like culturally, you know what I mean? Like muttness. Yeah. Like I got friends that are like quarter Muslim, quarter B Buddhist, half Catholic, like. Now you're just showing off. Yeah. I, I grew up in this wonderful place that has all these people. I had to leave there, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, um, that's what it was like because the person who said it to me had only been around just people like him. And right. it wasn't really by his own. It's not like you guys, you guys can't help it. You were born in East Tennessee. Your families are white there. They can't help it. You can't, we've talked about this before. I'm not going to apologize for what I was born into and what my experience has been. Okay. I can only do good things with it. Right. I can't apologize for the things I couldn't help before I was an adult, right? Um, what my family and my parents did and submitted me to. So you guys can't really help it. But so what happens is then you're in that little ecosystem, right? And you're like, oh, I've never known a black person until I went to college. Legit. Didn't know a Jewish person until you went to college. Okay. So then you're like, you're all of a sudden you're like, explain to me or let me touch your hair. Right. That's how these things happen. Some. 
I can't. Just, I, just so we're clear, I have people asking me to touch my hair. I just want to just say that, like, it's it's not doesn't make it okay. I don't like people touching my hair because it's curly. I can't imagine somebody being targeted. Can I touch your hair because it's ethnic? And I've never seen hair like that before. Like so, that is infuriating. Can we like actually? T- can we tell a story about Donnie at the hair hair cutting place? Yeah, go for it. Have you guys heard this story? I don't think so. It's a great one. So he's yeah. at like great clips because you know, and he's there, and some he's just waiting. And this older lady with her, I we think her grandchildren, and she said. Can you can you come here a second? So Donnie, of course, very obediently gets up. He's very, you know, Donnie's very, you know. Oh, interaction with another human, right? Of course, <laughs> interacting. You know, he's you know he's he's very kind. And she says to the hairdresser, "I want the kids to have a Mexican haircut like that." Donnie just went and sat back down because he didn't know what to say. Defeated. Like, well, that lady was nice. I will say, Katrina, I think that there was a small microaggression. Maybe next time you tell this story, you just say this lady with some kids. Let's not uh, be presumptive about whether they were her grandkids and anything like that. I just, I'm look, I'm just, I'm just being your friend here. Okay. I think they were, I just, I'm not remembering, but I'm pretty sure they were. Um, it, but remember, he also got called a big booty Hawaiian when the guy who called him every other racial slur couldn't figure out what ethnicity he was because he didn't fit into whatever box this guy thought he would fit into out in Maryville. Um, right. Because you're so, either Mexican or Hawaiian. Well, you're Mexican or black or white, right? Right. To the stupid people. And um, it, like Donald Trump, for instance, who says the three Mexican countries. I'd enjoy him to show me those on the map, but mm-hmm. well, whatever. We won't get into that. Okay. Um, but so if you're not Mexican, black, or white, according to racists, you're big booty Hawaiians. Or um, a terrorist. Or a terror. Oh, yeah. Depends on how big your beard is. That's right. So, like, those are, like, things where I don't think that old lady was being, she was not intentionally being a racist. No, but that's, no, and for the fact that, like, it, these, are, these are bad in a different way than big racist actions because they're, because they're so subtle, because we can read different intents into them, people don't feel comfortable saying something. You, you know what I mean? Like, Donnie, right, because she didn't just down. say that n-word or something and where you could say hey you're a racist piece of crap don't say that well it's not like when those guys were harassing you all in the grocery store you know what i mean it's not she didn't mean anything mean by it she just was using the words that she knows and making not i mean she was being extremely awkward but um also complimentary like she was like i like this fella the kids like this fella i love this mexican guy I don't want my kids to look like him when they grow up. Right. Can you be a Mexican when we grow up? What's the process on that? How do we get our skin as dark as you? I, you know, it's, it's like she It's look, right. I'm from Maryville. I'm from that town. I went to school with literally 10 black kids in a school. My graduating class alone was 350. There were 1,500 kids in the whole building, if not more, 10. Right. 10 black and African-Americans in the whole school in the whole school. Right. I also grew up near the mountains. So there was a lot of, uh, 
Well, and, and it was you know, rough. So, so I think the point, some of these, some of these things you're doing and you don't realize you're doing it. And it's, some of it is because you haven't had the exposure right. to the different kinds of groups of people. So but once you, once you become aware of this, it is you, shitty if you don't work to, to stop to doing it. it. Right. Don't do that. Right. So I, I want to yeah. talk about some specific examples. Now these, the ones that I've pulled are racist microaggressions, racial microaggressions. You know, these also can be based on age, sex, um, gender. Those are different things. Sure. Um, orientation, like your sexual, sexual orientation. orientation. There's a uh, lot. Mm-hmm. You know, disability. It did uh, start though it, it, in your notes, and so everybody knows it was though in this in nineteen seven back in the seventies when Chester M. Price is the guy who like it was the insults and slights he had seen himself against black people. So it right. starts black white people or white type people against black people, and now it's like all people of different not whiteness or not normalness or whatever but i figure we would like you know be mindful of this in other ways as well but i figure the racial stuff is kind of what's on fire right now so maybe we focus on that you know okay so the first one is alien in own land and i should also mention um one common criticism of microaggressions is that you know different people have different definitions and different people have different types and categories. There isn't like this one set list of here are all the different kinds of microaggressions that I have, right. that I have found. Um, and of course, the internet takes things and makes them their own. Um, so, but this is, I think, a pretty good list. Although, of course, not completely inclusive. I really enjoy the third one in this category. Just so I'd like to point something out when you get to it. <laughs> the first, alien and own land. So that's the like, uh, you speak good English. Where were you born? Where are you from? That was my favorite. You speak good English. Maybe learn grammar for one. Maybe this person grew up on the street next to you. Just because they look different doesn't mean they're from a place that speaks another language. Right. right. The Where are you from? Lily, uh, my friend Lily gets that often. And they're like, where are you from? Lily is um, American. Like 100%. 15 minutes talking to her and you're like, you're more white trash than I am. And <laughs> She will say that. Like, with She's the, all of our friends, by the way. Mitch is just right. claiming her. Whatever. She was mine first. So you back off. It doesn't off. matter, but she's back mine best. Back off. She's mine best. Whatever. Just because well, y'all... No, uh, anyways, so when people say, <laughs> where are you from? She looks at him and goes, well, I'm half Korean, half truck driver. <laughs> she does. She tells everybody. I'm like, she, uh, she's, a, she's a Korean, you know. Yeah. My dad's a Filipino redneck. She's a Korean redneck. Right. So, on, uh, like, on the, the subject of the language and all that, I, I, you know, when I was in, in radio, I, I got used to get really excited when I knew that I was going to Maryville, just because I was like, oh, it's my hometown. I can go as this big radio star. I feel good about myself. Within 15 minutes, I was completely embarrassed. Like, I, no, I'm not from here. I'm not, I'm from, not here. from here. <laughs> because inevitably, somebody would show up at a gas station with learn to speak American written in multiple languages on the back of their shirt. And I'm going, we don't speak dude, you ain't that. even figured that shit out yet. Exactly. Well, so the rude way of saying this, which Donnie and I both have gotten is what are you? Right. Yeah. Um, 
that's very dehumanizing. I think you're an asshole and a piece of shit when you say that. So I don't take offense. However, <laughs> if I were a sensitive human being, that would, that's very hurtful. What are you? I'm a person who might, or I mean, I'm only a second generation American on three quarters, but I'm an, I'm just an American. I don't, you know, and how, what do you think? Like Donnie, like, what are you? So let me that ask is, you this as somebody who's has experienced this. And I think that the whole thing with microaggressions that we've discussed so far is that oftentimes they're not necessarily intended to be hurtful or they're, they're just ignorant statements where people have not had contact a lot of times. I'm not saying all of them. Some right. of them are just, you're right. Dickheads. You're right. But it but, cuts. So I, I guess my question is like, I, I love learning about other cultures. I, I considered anthropology as a, as a major. So some of these people I think are genuinely curious. Like, Hey, I like you. You have a great personality. Sure. You're different than me. What's what your are you? What is your so, background? Would background be an appropriate or, way of saying that. I mean, Lily and I talked about that when we first met, it was like, Hey, Wait a minute. Y'all didn't talk when you first met. Yes, we did before we broke into silence. You did. <laughs> Lily and I met on a silent retreat, if you're catching up. Um, what about what's your heritage? That's fine, too. Does that come across? Like, okay, but. No, is that's that, okay. That's okay. okay. I that's guess okay. Tonage, tonage also contributes to this as well. That's true. But no matter what tone you say, what are you? It's not a kind thing to say. I'm a real boy. I'm a human being, and I'm so glad you treated me like I wasn't. It's fine. So, I'll, I'll go home and cry tonight. It's okay. Like, not me, but, you know, you, you got to understand, like, what you just, like, it's very, it's very cutting. So, those are the kind of things. So, anyway, go ahead, Ren. Sorry. The next one is ascription of intelligence. <laughs> and so, that's things like, you are a credit to your race. You are so articulate or um, asking an Asian person to help you with a math problem. Well, not this Asian person. So, sorry, I'm going to in, in, interrupt again. I, that used to happen a lot. Uh, I used to be around people like that a lot where there was, according to them, there was a difference between an N-word and a black person. Oh, sure. And the black people are the good ones, the quote unquote good ones. Those are the ones that have assimilated into American culture and adopted American ideology. And they've learned to speak with enunciation and they could, they could talk and I can understand what they're saying. And I'm going, I didn't understand most of what you just said. I was just going to say, this is an East Tennessean who I can't, I can't understand their enunciation to save my damn life. Right. But they want, what they want is for African-Americans, uh, Hispanic people, anybody that is not white to forfeit their culture, to put like on that. an American flag bikini and cook a hamburger. You know, like that's. But they still won't. These the same people still wouldn't invite them to their house. I disagree. I think they would. I think they would invite them over for show and tell. 
Oh, okay. Hey, this is my friend Nemo or uh, Nemesh, Nemesh, Nemesh Paddle. Pat- Pat- yeah, Patel. Patel. This is my boy Neem Neem Patel. Uh, yeah, he's a good one. Y'all gonna like him. He's one of the, he's one of them good ones. He's yeah. I've literally seen that shit happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, and basically what that is is like you're more like what I think is the norm. AKA white. So good. what I'm okay with. You're yeah. something I'm okay with. Yeah. This I don't have to saying. think too much when you're around. I appreciate that. <laughs> so the next one is one I have seen a ton lately and drives me absolutely insane. Um, but it's colorblindness. Um, if you have used that, stop using, <laughs> stop saying uh, that. I'm going to throw this Unless here. you actually have a, a, a physical condition. Yes. And that so, does, some people do have. My dad sure. is actually colorblind. But if you're talking about you don't see race, z- zip of the lippa. Well, here's, um, I mean, you're not doing a service to, you have to, you have to, you have to see race because you have to be an ally for anyone being marginalized because of their race. Yeah. That's and why also, you. It's, it's a useless thing to say. Correct. It's, it's stupid. And I will say for my part, you know, I think about like, I think about, I have always thought about, you know, racial issues, but when I think about my friends who are of color, I don't, I don't think of that often. And I think that in and of itself was a problem because I saw a friend of mine recently posting about an experience they had had. And it's not some, like the, the fact that he's a person of color is almost like tertiary information for me, you know? Sure. But, Can you but spell that? Tertiary? Yeah, I don't, I'm just checking your sobriety right now. I'm good. Let's um, <laughs> call. But I'm not saying that to brag. What I, it's actually, I wish that I was more cognizant of it because, you know, being aware of that for someone who is a person of color, especially in a place like East Tennessee, is is helpful, right? Not in a way that like makes them feel like the other but in a way of understanding that their experience is different than yours. His experience um, when he and I were in the same environment was different. And I, I didn't think about that often, you know? Right. right. Well, it's just like, I mean, you're friends with Donnie. It's, it's you knowing that there is a cultural, like you can make fun of him for his extraness and his personality, but like maybe don't be culturally insensitive about something and be like, you're so Latin. Like, right. I've never heard anybody say that. Because <laughs> you haven't been around that many Latin no. people. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I can see them saying you're so Mexican, even though he's not. Right. But it, you're just, so Latin. Most of these people don't know they don't. that. They're That's like, true. Latin's a dead language. Most of the medicine I take is written in Latin. You're right, actually. So here, that's a good point, Mitch. It's all the people. So the people who would say that are the people who don't realize because they at least acknowledge he is different. He's a different culture and all of those things. They still don't realize maybe you just shouldn't say you're so Latin. You know what I mean? Like, so there are, there, these are the, these are more like our people, right? They get it. Like they know he's different They're They embrace that he's different. They're his friend. They're cool. It's okay. Right, right. But they still say something like that. Donnie doesn't take particular offense, but I'm just like, 
all right, you got a tick on that list. No, and I've, I've been guilty of that. Like I, I've, some sure. of my uh, friends of color, like, you know, you get so comfortable and having the sense of humor that I have uh, and crossing lines is a, a habit. And I had to become more self-aware of that's not as funny as, as it probably sounds like hanging out or, with my black friend on a boat and go, Paul, I can't believe we got you on the water. Like it's not, he's like, yeah, that's kind of tired. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But like, I thankfully I have that friend that I can, he can go. It's a little bit tired. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know you were joking. But Don't. just, this, Don't. we're done. Yeah. We're done with that joke. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know you're not, you know, I know you're not a backwards racist, but we can be, we can retire that one. Yeah. Right. 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 It's like, I'm here. Why don't we just have fun on the boat? Yeah. In the exactly. water. We can like, rise each other about all kinds of other shit. Just right. not that. Right, right. Just not that. Let's leave that one alone. So the next one is assumption of criminality. And this is the classic, like, you see a black guy walking down the street and you clutch your purse closer, right? Um, I realized when I was reading this, I actually, I think when I, <laughs> because I'm me, um, first of all, I've seen so many episodes of Criminal Minds, I'm way more scared of white guys. You I guys are serial killers. Right? If Mitch or I walked up to you, you'd clutch your purse if you didn't know us. It's fine. <laughs> but I, I think I, I noticed myself, especially like around my work area, when, a, when a, a black guy was approaching me, I would look at him and like make eye contact and smile because I was aware this was an issue and I didn't want him to think that I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But is that not also kind of a microaggression? It is. I mean, because I have that, that moment too of, of being conscious of the state of the world right now and the state of the country specifically. And I I think despite how abrasive I can be, I'm pretty, like I'm a people person for the most part. If I'm out in public, I want people to like me. I don't want people to know that, Hey, I'm a safe dude. Like I'm just here at the Walgreens to have fun and yeah. uh, to get some seltzer water and some deodorant. Like, everybody's cool. I'm doing all y'all. And so I often feel like I overcompensate sure. for that. Well, it's like, right, I'm a safe white person. Right. Hey, I'm cool. I'm on your side. Okay. I, I, won't, I, won't, I, I won't go do something bad because you're fucking black. No, no. No, it's cool. Like, we, yeah. we, we're cool. Like, I'm, one, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> we have yes. a... We have a common friend, Brandon, who actually, he's a Gibson? bank teller and he's talked to, he posted this thing saying like people of color actually go to him more because they, it's like the only person of color they'll see. And I always go to him also. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved here and, you know, and some of you may not know what Vonor is, but that's where we moved. And Ooh, daddy. Donnie was the darkest person for 45 miles in every direction. Yeah, um damn. It was not, it's not the most friendly a place for people of color. Even my dad had a tax issue that all of the neighborhood taxes stayed the same. My dad's went up because, you know, of course his last name's Enriquez. And of course he went down there and put them to shame. It was pretty awesome. And of course his taxes didn't go up. (laughs) He was the only one who had to go to court that year. But so like, that's where we moved to. And I'm uncomfortable because I'm not comfortable not seeing black people and brown people when I 
move in the world. Sure. Because yeah. where I come from, there's we don't segregate black people or brown people to neighborhoods. We're all over the place. Our neighbors look all kinds of different. They're all kinds of different religions. And so for me, for Donnie and I, we're like, I'm I'm clutching my purse and, and this is a microaggression of white person people, but like a white trash guy or a black guy, I'm walking closer to the black guy because that white trash guy is more dangerous to me. Because and probably on meth. A hundred percent. Especially in Vonor. Like you said, Ren, you watch enough criminal minds, the freaking unsub is always the damn middle aged white guy. That's Which, right. once again, middle-aged white guys, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Some of you are okay. You're like right, Kevin. Kevin's Other right. than you, I don't know who else. <laughs> um, the, uh, the next one, and this kind of goes along with colorblindness a little bit, is denial of individual racism. Uh, such as, I'm not a racist. I have several black friends. That means nothing. Well, uh, with or as a, guys, This one's good. As a woman... I know what you go through as a racial minority. Incorrect. Katrina, you froze. You're st if you can hear me, okay, there you go. My okay, sorry. Okay. I didn't hear what you said after. So the two examples were, I'm not a racist. I have several black friends. Oh, or God. as a woman, I know what you go through uh, as a racial minority. So that was one of the things I actually, I didn't quite say it like that. When we were talking to Calvin, I said, you know, one of the things, this, is, this podcast exists because we talked about the in inequity of being a woman in this world. But it does. It is not anywhere close to what it's like to be a person of color in this world or a male person of color in this world. Right. You know, when we talk about this. Oh God, Katrina, you just stopped. What the hell? She did it while you were gone too. Oh my goodness! This is why we can't have nice things. Now we got you looking like you're stoned, sitting on the like frozen on the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Their it eyeballs like. <laughs> Am I back? I don't know what's yeah. happening. My internet. I don't have Shane internet. <laughs> and I'm in the living room. Rin, so, wait till you see my new dress, my new dining room table. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, so I will say that the I have black friends thing in is one of the quickest ways to set me off is if I hear somebody because if you're saying that it's because you said something stupid right and somebody called you out on it you said something that somebody else took offense to they called you out on it and then your response is I'm, I'm not, not racist. racist I have black friends the fuck you do you don't <laughs> you don't or you, know, you wouldn't be saying that. You would know better. You might have some black acquaintances, some coworkers at work that tolerate your racist ass while you're there, but you do not have black friends that you're hanging out with on the weekends and learning about culture or doing anything else. And you're probably like, well, I mean, they like the rap music, but I just can't understand what they're saying. You're an asshole. Stop it. I actually had somebody one day at a club, like I was at, what was it? <clears throat> bar knoxville oh boy 
uh, this is when I was working in the radio station. We had a promo going on. I'm out on the back or on the patio talking with some other radio people, and some dude says something just completely racist. And I just turned around. I was like, dude. No. What the hell? You can't say that. He's like, and I quote, I will never forget this. I'm not racist. I have seven black friends. And I looked at him on this patio and everybody's paying attention now. And I go, you counted them? <laughs> you fucking counted them? That he did. is more racist than what you just said. Yes. Sorry. I'll right. stop shouting now. You guys the continue with one. the episode. <laughs> is myth of meritocracy. Um, and so examples of this are, I believe the most qualified person should get the job. Everyone can see this succeed in the society if they work hard enough. So basically this is saying, this is completely ignoring the fact that, you know, there's all these realities that exist in our world that make it harder for people of color to get jobs. I mean, I mean, there's just a thousand different things. Did you guys um, pick this topic just to uh, trigger me and the arguments that I have recently had on the social media? Because well, I've, I've literally lost my fucking mind. I, we're going to put a disclaimer on this just because <laughs> we're drinking, by the way. <laughs> the thing is, it's because, and no, we want you to lose your mind over this because people are doing it without any thought. And right. So well, he, it's literally somebody the other day just said, well, black people and white people have the same rights as everybody else in this country. And I'm like, no, they don't. That's the point. To. They're supposed to. Right. They do not. He figured out our secret that we're, we're stalking him on social media to figure out our episode topics. I don't think you should have to stalk very far. Most of, I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the next one is pathologizing cultural values slash communication styles. Um, and so this is kind of, it's more of the like, everything should just be how it is for white people stuff. Um, dismissing people who bring up uh, racial or cultural issues like at work or in school settings. Um, saying to an Asian or Latino person, why are you so quiet? We want you to uh, be more verbal, speak up. Uh, why do you have to be so loud, animated, just calm down? like these things um yeah we just it's very cultural being married to someone who is latino and hispanic um there's a difference also if you don't know it look it up um it's fine you don't have to know the difference but you can now that i've said it just look it up according to the 2020 census hispanic is not a uh is not a race or a, a, no, but a background so quick one, Hispanic, it's if you speak Spanish. Latinos, if you're of Latin descent. So all Hispanics are Thank Latino. All Latinos are not Hispanic. If you don't speak Spanish, if you're from Portugal or like Brazil, you're not Hispanic, you're Latino. Donnie is both Latino and Hispanic because he is of Latin descent and he speaks Spanish. Okay, that's the quick, quick. Um, but there's these big cultural, there's, there are Latinos these big cultural things. Or Hispanics also, can be very loud, very animated. Usually when I'm around my in-laws, they're very loud. It's a lot for me. I don't tell them to shush. They're just being themselves and I got to get used to it. Like I'm usually hiding in a corner, but I'm not going to like gauge their behavior. That's just how they communicate. Like, but also in a different environment, they might behave in a completely different way. 
Also, so, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Just stop, stop, stop. Stop policing other people's behavior in general. Like we're not even taught. We're like, just don't do this, but I'm not going to sit there and be, well, I probably will. Anyway, Mitch and I will. Well, I'll be nice about it. I mean, the thing is, is it's, it's very similar to, uh, you should smile more. It's you, you projecting. So well. It's you projecting how you want somebody to behave to make you comfortable onto somebody else. I think well, that I'll, part of that I'll, was redundant, but what no, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it is projection. It's well, this is how I would like for you and your people to behave because it doesn't make me have to think or it it makes me uncomfortable because I don't know how to be that loud. And the only time I ever really am that loud is. Is when black people move into town, you know, that's about it. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, uh, you understand, right? That, but that's, just for those not watching, I was using a lot of finger quotes there. You're right though. And like one of the things Donnie and he's, I'm, he said it in front of both of you a number of times, Rin more just cause she's been around him more, but he'll say, I don't speak well. Well, that's because white people haven't tried to keep up with how he speaks because listen, unlike the rest of all of us, he speaks two languages. Right. So you giving him shit or denigrating him or his intelligence because he doesn't have a doctorate or, or some higher education, he still speaks two languages you don't get to possess. I've you never had a problem understanding them. him. Exactly. But he, in, in his, because of how many times someone has just cut him down he always says, I don't speak well. He's being proactive. Well. Yeah. He corrects himself. So you, you know, you all, the white collective, don't say, oh, I don't think you're saying what you think you are saying or whatever. Which well, is not important. You should be able to use goddamn context clues and figure out what he's saying. If you can understand a child speak, you can understand somebody with a bad accent or somebody learning the language. Donnie knows the fucking language. He knows too well, that you don't fucking know. So like, you know, but he, but that's because of all of those aggressions and microaggressions and all of that. He has, his whole vocabulary includes, I don't speak well. I want to hug Donnie right now. So the next example actually made me think of Donnie when I read it. Um, so it's <laughs> not because of the title, because of one of the examples. No. Um, second it's class second class citizen. citizen. And so person of color mistaken for a service worker, having a taxi cab pass a person of color and pick up a white passenger, being ignored at a store counter as attention is given to a white customer behind you. Um, but I thought about when you all moved into your neighborhood. You want to yeah. share that little gem? Sure. So when we moved in, you know, we're in a white neighborhood, of course, because that's what East Tennessee is. Um, and um, <laughs> sorry. sorry, is it not? I mean, I was looking at houses today. Uh, They're white. So it's fine. So Donnie's out front. You know, we bought our house. It's a very modest house. Um, and we're on a main street. And Donnie was out cutting our lawn. It had Our house had been in foreclosure. So our yard needed a lot of help. And um, no less than like five people stopped and asked him how much he charged to mow lawns. And he said, well, I, I don't, this is mine. And a number of them said, well, I understand you take a lot of pride in your work, but you know, do you, how much do you charge? What is your, and he's like, this is my house. Like I live here with my wife 
we bought this house, you know, like, and he had to explain that to a number of people. He's like, do you, do you see a lawn truck? Do you, you know what? They're like, you know, do, oh, do you use your own mowers? Do you use ours? Would you, you know, and had to explain that, and, and, and some of them wouldn't accept it. They would not accept the fact that it was his house. Why would you have your own mower if you were paying somebody? I don't, that's, anyways, that, that's a, that's a non-issue. The Sorry. fact that they stopped to ask him how much he charged to mow lawns because a person of color couldn't possibly be in our neighborhood mowing a lawn. It says a lot. Especially one with Mexican hair. Haircut. Mexican haircut. Sorry. My bad. It's not Mexican hair. It's a Mexican haircut. Right. Let's be very clear. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty, you know, so also for the record, we usually don't take this to heart. We think you're a fucking idiot. Right. I would like to say that. You can go fuck yourself. You're a stupid fuck. We're not crying at night over the bullshit you just said. Aren't you glad I added that addendum disclaimer? to the disclaimer? Well, once, you said dis- <laughs> once you said the word disclaimer, I was like, I can say fuck. You remember um, that time you you gave up the, the F word? I did. That didn't last fucking long, did it? Didn't last fucking long. <laughs> so the next one. Ren, are you, do you have to pee? No, I have an angry husband. Like, I can feel... Oh, okay. I was, I was like, Ren is grabbing the reins on this one. She is... I love it. She is steering these dogs all the way to victory. <laughs> uh, so the next one is environmental <laughs> microaggression. And so this is stuff like... I guess we probably wouldn't include the Confederate statues because I feel like that's a little... It's not so micro... But this stuff like, you know, you're attending a college and all this, all the buildings are named after old white guys, okay? Was who or, gave money to the university. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, watching shows where there's no representation of people of color, um, you know, overcrowding of public schools and communities of color. Yeah, I mean, that's... No cool. voting polls for communities of people with color. Mm-hmm. You can't with that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're gonna get. We're gonna go down another rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I, I'm like. <gasps> mm. Mm. Yeah. The entire community has only one voting poll, and I have 35 of them. I just want to just. Mm. That could be a whole episode. That mm. is a whole episode. Sorry. Okay, we're gonna move back. Keep going. So the last one, um, although of course there's so many other things, but offending without really trying. And so this is stuff like Indian giver, that's so gay, she welshed on the bet, I jewed him down, that's so white of you. I got gypped. That's, that's the next one. Um, imitating <laughs> accents and dialects. I wish I, I actually, wasn't so proud of that just then. <laughs> like, just like, oh, I got one right. Oh. Um, I actually, so this is one that, I feel weird about because I say it all the time, but um, you actually, Mitch, posted on Facebook uh, this thing that was like, black people don't care about using the term master bedroom. They care about, you know, systematic oppression, basically. Right. But now that I know that master bedroom refers to like masters and slaves. (laughs) Yeah. Like we never even say stuff like that. We're just like, it's just my room. Well, yeah, except, but I mean, we say it all the time, especially when you're looking at houses and stuff. That's the term that's used. 
Yeah. And, and now I feel kind of yucky with it in my mouth. But also, like, is that – I don't know. You know I, I don't know. I will – that one's, like, I don't know. I'm not black, so I can't speak for it. But I think that that, that is a microaggression, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think I'm not – when I posted that, it should be known that I don't discredit realtors for making effort. I discredit you for saying realtor like the way you just said it. Realtor, realtors. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm from Maryville. Not an extra letter in there. Maryville, Tennessee. I went to public high school in Maryville, Tennessee. I went to public high school in Miami. Yeah, but Katrina, you're just so over the top with culture. So you no, mine is. We Worst drove tractors shit. to fucking school. Literally, the kids drove tractors to school. All right, let's back up off it for a minute. All right, let me just go back to this. No, you put your hand down. I'm, I'm finishing what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. You're full of shit is what you were saying. Go ahead, Oh Rin. No, anyways, realtors have decided that they're not going to call it the master bedroom anymore. Which I, I, I commend them for that. That's fine. I, I appreciate that that was brought to your attention and you realized that there was an error and you went about your day. But the, the, the whole point of that, that post was that that doesn't change anything. Like right. that's the same as, as uh, Tina Fey removing two episodes of 30 Rock that had blackface in them the damage was done it's there we've all seen those episodes we know that they're there that's you covering your white ass Mm -hmm. that doesn't change the problems that exist i think i'm good now well except we're asking people to i don't know i i think it's okay to pull those episodes down i think again i'm not saying that pulling it doesn't fix it isn't it doesn't no. fix it, and until that those until Tina Fey donates shitloads of money to this, or hires more black people to do this, or hires more people of color in general to do this, then that's just pandering. That's just saying, "Hey, that's look, right. I'm on your side, guys. It's cool. I recognize I did some yeah. dumb shit." So, going back to the master bedroom thing, I think that's a really good example of like there is a word I've been using my whole life because it's the only way I've heard that room be referred to. Yeah. Where, like, does intent matter at all in all of this with microaggressions to you all? Well, I think it's become, I think it's mattering less now because one, we know it exists. Um, So I think we didn't quite understand or we didn't even know it was a thing. But I think once we know it's a thing, then yeah, it is, it is something we need to stop doing. I'm kind of torn on it. To be honest with you, again, I think that so many times, like, they're like, oh, look, we can just, we just do this. Didn't we look good? We, well, you know, yeah, I mean, it's like, like that's the, that's, come saying, on. That, that's not the, saying master bedroom. Like, I mean, like, I agree with Mitch. I agree with you saying, like, that's pandering. Like, if I say master bedroom or not, like, whatever. I'm not. So all of these people that are saying, well, I'm pulling these episodes and I'm not going to say this anymore. And all these little tiny Put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. There, it's not like, I mean, it's good that you're aware and mm-hmm. that these things are changing, but that's not the issue. Master bedroom is not what got us here. No. 
most people didn't even know that's why it was called that. The same right. with a lot of these phrases right. and these microaggressions is there's got to be a way to educate people better on them. Yeah, so they're aware. While still focusing on the systemic aspect of it. Right. Well, and I think, you know, like everything else, and pardon the expression, like it's kind of not black and white, right? Like all of these things exist on a spectrum. Pulling up to Donnie's home and asking him if he'll come do your yard is a lot worse than using the phrase master bedroom. Right. Um, and, and I think that sometimes intent matters, but sometimes it doesn't. I think intent probably never matters as much as it, make, how it makes someone feel. At the same time, changing the word master bedroom is not going to stop people from pulling up to Donnie's house and asking him to come do their yard. Right. No. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not enough. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's pain. It's not close. Some, well, some of it is acknowledging that you have unconscious bias, you have bias, you have all of those things, y you know, realizing maybe what you've said has impacted somebody and does that matter to you? Right. Some of these people I would venture a guess would say, I don't care. Yeah. I don't but care I think, if I'm being hurtful or harmful, but some people would. And, and it's just a matter of kind of saying, okay, please don't say this. Please don't. I don't love when people that are not Jewish say the word Jew. I immediately like, I have, a, I have a physical reaction. And so like when you say like someone Jewed you down and I can't tell you how many people have told me that Donnie has had that said to him and Donnie has a physical reaction. And sure. it's not even because of me. It's because, you know, he grew up in New York and, you know, and it's just, he knows it's not something to say. Well, let me ask you this and I'm going to, once again, you know, there are gender microaggressions, blah, 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 but we're in, we're in the race time right now. I'm running out of beer. Does it matter? Does it matter? Is it like out of wine? Does the environment matter at all? Like coming from you and from Donnie, like if you're at our house and Shane says something jokingly and uses the word Jew, does that is that different? You know what I mean? Or is it still? Ugh. It it doesn't. It, I don't love it still, but yes, it does matter. It matters. So Heather's, Heather Doobie's mom always says, you know, you have to make deposits into a relationship before you make withdrawals. And that's a really good analogy for it. It's if I know the core of who you are, yes, it does matter. If, if I know you're not a racist or a, you know, anti-Semite, of course it matters. Sorry. Legs are done. My dinner. Um, oh, fun. We get to listen to Katrina eat through the rest of the episode. No. Um, so, yes. If I know you're not at, like you guys could say a lot of things to me, I absolutely would be fine with. You so, guys, let me ask you what's for dinner. Is it matzo or tamales? Empanadas. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's empanadas and, <laughs> and refried beans. 
Oh, uh, you should have just said stir fry. <laughs> I almost made it. No, I have kimchi pancakes. I almost ate, made it, ate my kimchi pancakes. Kimchi pancakes? That's a whole other level of filth. Oh, my God. I texted a picture of my homemade kimchi pancakes to Lily, who is our half Korean, and she loved them. Um, she was very excited. Anyway, you need to try and quit knocking it. But yes, if you and I have a relationship, I know who you are. I know the core of your values. If you say something to me, I'm not going to be offended. Yeah. Like, I'm going to know. And I'll probably, if you said it, I'll be like, did you just really say Jew to me? Like, Right. Well, I think you can also tell, like, we'll put you and I into perspective. Like, I was yeah. able to say that because you knew. You don't mean it. I wasn't meaning it. I was bringing it up as the point to what we're talking about. That's right. And that's Context. typically how that goes. Context is very important in humor. And I think that is very important to note as well, especially Context. when we're talking about microaggressions in modern society is like yes context relationships all of those stuff those things do matter but you need to know your audience we learned when we started doing writing in what first grade know your audience right who are you writing to who are you speaking to if this is somebody you have a relationship with who you know is a certain way or is not i mean mitch and i literally it's a pastime for us to give each other shit Literally. Yeah, yeah. It's you one called of my me favorites. ponytail the other day. <laughs> and I don't have a damn ponytail. He also called us a bitch, both of us. And several times today. Several people, most people couldn't say that and live. Yeah. And it's because we have a relationship. We know the intent. And we're you both quarantined. The shit out of you, and so it's fine. Like, <laughs> call me a bitch from long distance. Wait till I get back in the studio. Oh, we're gonna man, poison I'm your gonna, steamboat. I had to say, I'm gonna let you eat my steamboat, and I'm gonna eat whatever you get. <laughs> you think I'll accident both of us for just to get your ass? I have a bidet though. Fuck your bidet. Up its stupid ass. You just wait till you get to use it. I'm not using your fucking bidet. If you poop in my house, you're going to have to. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to bring my own damn toilet paper. So I did want to say before we wrap this little thing up. and uh, Was that a little bewitched it. move where you, you wriggle your nose and put a spell on everybody? Are you microaggressioning witches right now? Because I am one of those. But mine starts with a B. <laughs> Sorry. This isn't a joke, people. Don't fucking microaggression. And I don't have to, drink before doing or during a podcast. I have to wrap this up before Shin goes out for milk and doesn't come back. So <laughs> would it be such a bad thing? <laughs> okay, sorry. Um so I did want to so who would pay for the internet? <laughs> God fucking us, because it would be good. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you guys know who David Sedaris is, but he was talking about. Um, I love him. But. So he was talking about microaggressions. Hey, Hunter. Um, and so he was saying that we also kind of need to like not be like oversensitive all the time about this stuff and yeah. not always assume that things are microaggressions. So he. I mean, he know, is so white, but he's gay. Right. Well, so he used two examples. So he, he goes on tour all the time. Um, 
uh, for his books. And he said a lot of the times when people come up to him in line, he gets a lot of repeat customers mm-hmm. and it makes people feel good to feel remembered. So sure. he'll say, oh, we've met before, even if he has no idea. And there was a woman, an Asian woman, I believe she was Korean. And um, he, he said, oh, we've met before. And her immediate response was, oh, because all Asians look alike. So, right. Nah. That's also kind of reverse knowing your audience, right? Hunter yawned to that shit. He's like, <laughs> he also, he gave an example because he's gay. He said he and his husband will often go like antiquing. And more often than not, the store owner will say, are you dealers? And he said his typical response was, nope, just gay. <laughs> and so, so right now, when it comes to people of color, I kind of feel like we don't get to judge any reaction they have right now like i mean maybe don't kill anyone but like short of that like if you're gonna get angry like you can get angry you know you know when we talked to calvin about you know his fiance and what that is a pattern of course she's gonna be pissed if she has the good grace to hold it together and be kind to the person that's lovely of her but if she doesn't she doesn't right now but for for us white people (laughs) get over it well, also, like, get off your high horse and right. stop being performative with your rage because that's not helping anyone, especially right. people of color. Right. Like, correct people, but, like, you're not making yourself look any better by, well, like, being the white them. savior that Mitch talks about all the time. Right. Well, and stop blaming yourself for their react. Like, stop being so sensitive about their reaction. Right. It's not about right. you unless you're the racist piece of shit they're fucking protesting. Well, and that's the other thing. You You can't understand that at all. You get to be fucking white. Shut the fuck up. I mean. That's that's what I was going to say. That makes me think of that Dave Chappelle thing when he was on SNL and he said, he was talking about blue lives matter and about how like, no blue lives. You can take off your cop uniform. You can't take off being black. (laughs) If I could quit being black tomorrow, I'd be out the game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, just shut the fuck up. Right. Stop being upset. Stop being offended that your ignorance offended somebody. And instead, right. educate yourself on why that offended them and go on about your life and be a better person. Not, how dare you get offended by my offensive statement, you son of a bitch. Right. That's exactly it. And it's just not about us right now. It's not. It's not. And that includes wearing go. masks. Wear the motherfucking mask. God Wear the damn it. Mask. So we can get back in this fucking studio. There's redlining and, get- and there's fucking all the shit that's happening in the world right now. Jelaine Maxwell is in prison for uh, the next couple days at least until she uh, uh, commits suicide. Uh, I mean, all of this stuff is fucking happening. And there's people out there that are more concerned about their their fucking freedoms of not wearing a mask. First off, I'll give you the Second Amendment. It's in the Constitution. You get your guns. It doesn't say anything about fucking masks in the Constitution. Fine. We can get in a whole episode on civil liberties. I just need to say that before y'all try to coordinate your, your little end game here. Anyway, stop being an asshole. Started, and we're going to keep this short, friends. But 
we had started saying when we were doing like heavier or like these kind of dense episodes, we were going to like have something a little brighter at the end. So do we want to say what we're grateful for right now? Are you paying attention to the news? <laughs> what the fuck? Charlie Daniels died today, goddammit. Charlie Daniels did die today. I am very grateful that I see sunshine in my backyard and I've got two new baby chickens. I'm go. grateful for the 32 plants I now own. <laughs> Me too. I'm so concerned. <laughs> I am I'm not concerned. at all. I'm such an enabler. I love this. Right? My little, my little black ripple elephant ear babies. Right. Oh my goodness, they're so adorbs. When we finish like, recording, I'm going to show you all my shit in the, yeah, in the house. No, uh, when we're done recording, I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> I just told you I'm out of beer. Well, if you'd come to my house, you wouldn't have to have an electronic tour. I've never been invited. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm grateful for you two weirdos. <laughs> and a lemmy. Right. And a lemmy. Oh, you want to do this, Katrina? Okay. Guys, remember. Oh, wait, wait. Check out our website, theotherfword.com. <laughs> Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram, theotherfwordpod. Please subscribe. Please rate and review. Get somebody else to listen. And remember, like, this is a great time to listen to back episodes. This yep. is a great time to, like, recommend us to people who might be, like, twiddling their thumbs at home, right? Yep. And remember. remember Feminism is it a bad word. <laughs> it gets worse every week, Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.